Hello, hello. It is Jess from Oh You Pretty Things, and I am recording from my workspace in Brooklyn, New York. Um, this is my first episode. <laughs> I'm quite nervous, but I'm excited. I think this will be fun. I think that I really love just talking to you guys, especially about New York and perfume and beauty things and boys, dating, all of those things. So I think this is a new outlet that I will be able to connect to you guys on a deeper level. I think um, eventually I'll figure out how to have guests. I don't really know how to like record all of these things or make cool transitions or add music even, but I'm going to learn as I go. And of course, if you guys like have any suggestions, please don't hesitate to, you know, give me constructive criticism in my DMs because I absolutely love it. I love to hear what you have to say and what you think just to help me better myself. So thank you for joining me today. Um, I'm in a good mood today. <laughs> I've been a bit down lately, but like, I think that, I think it's just hard living in New York City at times. So like, um, my moods can fluctuate a lot and I'm sure you guys can tell like through my stories, like sometimes how I'm feeling, but today is a good day. So that is great. I've had quite a bit of coffee, so, <laughs> um, that's also helping. Um, so let's just do this for the first episode. I decided to ask you guys via my stories, um, questions, like what would you want to hear me talk about on a podcast? And so I'm just going to dive into these topics one by one and I'll just tell you my thoughts. So let's go. All right, let's go to the first topic and it's from the ladybird. And she asked me to talk about how perfumes can have an influence on our moods. And I think this is a really great way to start a segment. Um, let's just dive right into it. So like there's perfumes like, let's just say like Clinique Happy, for example. That is a bright, uplifting perfume. And if you smell it, it gives you that feeling. You know, the same with like, I think um, CK1, for example, like that's such a fresh, uplifting perfume. And I mean, there's a ton of perfumes that have these bright notes that I feel like elevate the mood. Now, you also have perfumes that are going to be more calming and stress relieving. Anything with really like lavender comes to mind. Uh, bergamot, lemongrass, neroli, lemon, orange, all of these I feel like help with stress relief. And um, perfumes that come to mind for like lavender would be like YSL Libre. Um, why <laughs> just bear with me because this is kind of like I'm new to this so like I'm just thinking off the top of my head but um even like coffee break from replica um it has a really great lavender note too and it's creamy and it's comforting um and by the way while I'm on the subject with replica I think Mesa Magella perfumes actually are the most mood inducing perfumes that I own and what I mean by that, I think that the line is completely cohesive in being able to provide a different mood for how you're feeling. Uh, matcha meditation, for example, it's very relaxing. I think that it's, I talk about this one a lot. Now, I'm not saying that the price is necessarily worth it because it is a very short living perfume, but I think that the notes are so comforting and relaxing. And like, there's such an interesting like usage of the matcha that's admittedly very short-lived but it's also very nutty which I like that and there's like the white chocolate note that you normally don't smell in perfumes I quite like um like I said coffee break I think is great for like 
cool mornings, cold mornings, you know, just make cozy and like have a cup of coffee. Uh, Whispers in the library. I say this all the time. That perfume, especially, that perfume's really great for rainy days. It's so cozy and it's like has a vanilla base with a black pepper note that's very interesting and it has this waxy note to it and it reminds me of a book and that's the, the purpose of it. It's supposed to remind you of wax and like a library, you know, like. Um, a, a very extravagant library, if you will. And then let's see what other perfumes. Like there's Beach Walk, which reminds you of summer. And uh, it, that perfume really does transport you, I think. Um, and then we have like Bubble Bath, which is like a clean scent that is um, more relaxing. Now, I know I'm talking about Mesa Margiela especially, but it's they're, they're right in front of me. So that makes it a little easy for me to point that out. Of course... There's many clean perfumes. There's many, like, coffee perfumes at your disposal, you know, at, well, at your will. <laughs> and then, let's think. Uh, I think there's also, like, mood perfumes like How to Smell Sexy type, like Coco Noir, for example. Any Noir perfume for that matter. Those are very sexy perfumes and, like, great for, you know, getting it on with somebody. <laughs> and then um, I also think, like, your boozy perfumes are great for night on the town, like Jazz Club, which is a rum, tobacco, smoky type perfume. Um, obviously, Whiskey uh, 1969 from Thinwell and Mercury. Uh, that is such a good perfume. I think that the <laughs> lasting power, this will last you for ages because you don't need a lot. And you could like put your clothes on the next day and still smell yourself like that perfume's amazing I think um another boozy perfume um Brooklyn Ellis or Ellis Brooklyn I'm sorry um the honey one it's called B that actually has a rum opening and um that's a very good fall perfume it's not I think it's a little polarizing I don't think everyone's gonna like that perfume however um I think it's really great for fall. Like I could see myself drinking like a hot toddy drinking that, especially like if I was to add honey into it, you know what I mean? Um, Gucci Memoir. That perfume, I know people hate it, <laughs> but I love it. I think you either love or hate it. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan. I think that the, um, the chamomile note is so comforting. Um, it could put me to sleep, honestly. Like, I think there's jasmine in it as well. So, like, these are comforting notes, I think. Um, I used to... Okay, so another topic is the scent of New York City. And that was submitted by Vividly Keffy. And I knew exactly what perfume I was going to talk about when she asked me this. Uh, Santel 33. Um, let's be real, it's everywhere. Uh, you go into the West Village, you go to a bar, you're going to meet someone who smells like that. I'm not necessarily mad about it. I personally love the way it smells. I love to smell it on other people. And I don't get mad that it's super popular. I can see why some people have this, like, negative connotation with Santel 33 because it is related to so much of um, being popular and then overly consumed. But... That is, that's what happens when something smells good. That's what happens when something becomes popular. Everybody wants it. And I don't think that it's fair to necessarily shit on the perfume completely. Now, I'm not going to sit here and claim that everyone is going to be a fan of how it smells. I genuinely believe people don't like these notes. But 
I would say the majority of people do. Like, it, something does not become super popular without a reason, you know? Now, I know people say that it smells like pickles. I'll give you that. There's a there's a note in there, and I think it's the violet leaf. I'm not so sure. Maybe it's the vetiver that has this, like, pickle-esque-ness to it. Um, but I don't mind it. Like, I fucking love pickles. Who doesn't? <laughs> um it's not, it, it's, it, there's a pickle quality to it, but literally it does not smell like straight pickles. Like it's nice. It's woody. It's spicy. Um, and you know, hotels are pumping it through their lobbies. Um, I think it kind of like put Lalibo on the map. I think that was their first, um, super popular perfume in the sense that it went viral, so to speak. I mean, it went viral before viral was a viral thing. Like TikTok, for example. These perfumes can go viral on TikTok and sell out very quickly. Like, I, I would know that. I've sold out quite a few perfume, like, sets, etc. from my viral videos. But um, the thing is, um, when something's popular, I don't think it's necessarily right to you know you just can't write it off as being shit just because it's popular so I do have a problem with that but I think that would actually be an entire other segment like something I would rant about is when people shit on things because they're popular like Baccarat 540 shut up that smells good <laughs> I know yes there's gonna be people who genuinely do not like it there's always outliers but it's popular for a reason. Like, it smells good. It's not going to be, like, uber popular if it's not. Anyway, um, other perfumes that remind me of New York City. Sauvage, Blue de Chanel. All of these perfumes are going to remind me of boys, though. So, like, a lot of them are going to remind me of boys because, like, I have more guy friends than I do girlfriends. But the girlfriends I do have have good taste in perfumes. I would say... Also, popular fragrances in New York are going to be, like, Mojave Ghost, for example. Uh, G Water from Byredo. Let's see. I think a lot of girls here do own YSL Black Opium, but I think that that's also countrywide. I think a lot. I think that's popular amongst young women in general. Uh, let's see. I think Replica is very popular here. Uh, Baccarat 540, obviously. Um, let me think, what else is super popular here? Glossy U. I think most people that are pretty youthful and hip and in with it like Glossy U. And I also think Joe Malone perfumes are pretty popular here as well. So if I was to give New York City a scent, those in a nutshell are what remind me of people living in New York City currently, at least people I know. However, I've been thinking of doing a new segment on TikTok where I just go up to people like in Soho and ask what they're wearing, where they're from, what they do. I think that that would be a really interesting thing to do. I think it would give us some insight on how people, their style, their jobs, where they're from, why they smell the way they do and what they pick. Okay, so for the next segment is going to be from mpets91 and she asks brands that wronged you hmm all right if you've been here for a while like I'm the kind of person who I think I don't take a lot of shit but I should like I should be more professional let's just be real like there's a certain amount that I probably shouldn't be talking about this, actually. Like, there's a part of me that feels like, shut up every now and then and don't let everyone know what, what's going on. But also, I know you guys want to know. I know you guys want to know, like, what I'm doing, who 
I'm not supporting and why I'm not supporting, no matter how petty it is. I know you still want to know. Now, you're you're all adults. You're able to make decisions on who you want to support and not support. Um, let me just start with, I think, the biggest brand that has upset me to date, and that's Herbivore. Now, let me just tell you, the night that I had the issue with them was, um, I think it was either Labor Day weekend or Memorial Day weekend. It was one of those weekends where everybody had off, and um, I was I was at home just chilling, and I went and grabbed uh, their Pink Cloud moisturizer. I think that's what it's called. Um, forgive me if I have it wrong. Like, I just haven't been using them, obviously. And uh, I wasn't looking. I opened up the jar. I put it all over my face, and... When I tell you, my face just started burning. I didn't know what was going on. I went and looked in the mirror. Um, I was red. I was swollen. And, like, I was having a reaction, clearly. So I went and looked at the jar, and there was mold. I've never seen this before, by the way. There was mold growing all over the jar, inside the jar, on the product. Excuse me. <laughs> And I literally was like dumbfounded. I was like, holy shit, I just put mold all over my face. And it was like these little spores. It looked like little, just like moss basically growing. I was absolutely in shock because I've never had, I own a lot of products. They'll go bad, obviously, but I've never had anything turn to mold in that manner before. Like usually things get old, they separate consistency changes, uh, maybe the smell or the color, but this was actually mold. So I reached out to their, um, Instagram that immediately. And the thing is, is that they followed me at the time. So it went directly to their like inbox, told them the problem. And, um, she, the person who answered me, I didn't know who it was at the time was like, you know, Oh, I'm so sorry. Or she wasn't even that sorry. Like, I'm trying to, like, the reason why it escalated is because I didn't feel like there was any urgency, care, or just empathy for me. Like, I explained what was happening. It was just very much, we'll replace it for you on Monday. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I'm having this reaction. Like, should I, like, what should I do? I was asking for advice on how to treat my reaction, yet it was more or less placating me to replace the product. And I was just like, no, that's not, you know... Um, at the time, I think I had 30,000 followers, maybe 33,000. I had enough to matter, I think, for them to pay attention to me because the potential of me sharing this, I felt, was pretty obvious. So I thought maybe they would not give me special, just fucking tell me how to make my face feel better, you know? Like, it was. I, that's how frustrated I was. Um, the conversation quickly came... It went very bad, very fast. <laughs> Let me just say that. Um, I asked her these questions and she was just rude. And then like, finally she started signing each DM by saying, um, Ju Julie, Julia, um, president, CEO, whatever of herbivore. And I was like, you bitch, like, what is this? Like, stop. And so like, we got in this argument and she basically, what, what turned the tide was, she said, well, at least our products don't cause cancer. I swear, I, I posted her quote. I screenshot it, posted it to my stories. Everybody watching that was horrified because, first of all, she can't prove that her products don't cause cancer. Second of all, she can't prove that other products cause cancer. There's no peer-reviewed study that would even, you know what I'm saying, whatever. 
So my followers started getting pissed off and I kept just screenshotting our back and forth and posting it to my stories. At this point, she still haven't looked at my stories, right? She should have because she would have known immediately. I'm like sharing this with everybody. Well, everybody started bombarding their DMs like saying, how are you treating her this way? Like, what kind of professionalism is this? And especially them knowing it was actually the owner. People just people weren't taking it kindly, you know, so. Um, after a while, she got her boyfriend at the time to get on there to write me. It was just very odd. She was very defensive. There was no, like, I'm sorry, like, let me fix this because I can see that this is going south. What happened is she started to threaten to sue me. She said that I was slandering her, and I was like, I'm not slandering you. I'm literally posting what you're saying. But what she was doing was bullying me so I would take it off. Now, here's the thing. She absolutely could sue me. She knows I don't have the money to defend myself. And um, her threats were serious, in my opinion. And I have friends who are lawyers at the time who were like, you don't want her to even file because you'll have to pay to defend yourself. So I did end up deleting. I think I ended up deleting, but it was too late. What happened next was I had friends of mine that were also influencers start you know, like doing, they, they basically took over my crusade because they knew that I was about to be sued. So they were demanding answers from her. So much, in fact, that they ended up having to hire someone to take care of it 24 hours a day. But here's what she said to me. She said to me, I'm going to sue you if you don't stop slandering me. Well, there's no slander, but, um, and then she said, um, and I will use herbivore and my platform to defend myself. I will post. Basically, she was threatening to bully me on both of her platforms. And I was like, first off, she, she played the victim. She's like, well, I'm a person. And I understand, yes, you're emotional. This is your baby. This is your brand. You don't want to be attacked, but that's your fault. You shouldn't. You should have better customer service. Like, if you're too emotional to handle it, issues with your product with consumers, then you shouldn't be answering those DMs. So in my opinion, she was at fault. She, you know, I, I can understand as a person wanting to protect yourself and your brand, but like at that point, it was just so out of control. Um, I was very upset by it. I mean, like who wouldn't be upset? Like I had no money to defend myself. Uh, the president of the brand actually ended up stepping in and all I wanted was an apology. I just wanted like, she and she wouldn't give it to me and you know I decided just to let it go because I, I can't waste my energy it was so exhausting like it took so much of my energy because it made me so upset um the president apologized but Julie Julia Julie whatever her name is never did um come to find out I was vindicated vindicated about six months later they had 800 boxes recalled from the Canadian Sephora for mold so that is how that brand treated me. <laughs> and, um, there's many other brands I think that are problematic besides Herbivore. I will never support Herbivore, even though she sold the brand. Um, I, I think Green Beauty in general has a lot of uh, problems. I'm not saying that Green Beauty can't be good products. I just think the marketing is not for me. I think uh, sometimes it's a little, I, I think it's 
it, it, yes, the products can work, but I think the marketing is gross. I mean, you can agree to disagree, but that's pretty much where I'm coming from. I think Drunk Elephant, especially, they like to argue with their um, followers in the, um, in the comment section and block them and delete their comments. And, like, yeah, it's their page. They can do what they want. But I just think that, like, um, treating your consumers in that manner is not never good. You know what I mean? Um, everybody knows I had problems with Charlotte Tilbury. Uh, I honestly, I just feel like I can never support them again because they lied and they refused to admit it and they did lie and they just tried to sweep it under the rug with me. So those are the brands that I feel like I just cannot get behind. I cannot support at this time. So, all right. So this will be the last segment because I think that I've spoke quite enough for this one, but fair number five or fair five, I'm sorry, on Instagram asked me how to be more confident and give less of a fuck about others. Well, I mean, okay. When I moved to New York City, I was meek. I was um, eager. I was motivated. I was um, ready for all the city had to offer, and I got a rude awakening. Um, the city's not very nice. Like, you know, you meet people and they're nice on their own. But in general, this is a rough city to break into. I think the saying, if you can make it here, you'll make it anywhere, rings loud and true. Um, I believe a certain type of person, um, you need a certain, like, thick skin to live here. Because I've had people, like, I literally, like, you, you have people be mean to you for no reason. Um, I I think that how to demand confidence from people starts with how you project yourself. Like, how do you stand? Um, do you maintain eye contact with people? Do you speak clearly and confidently? Um, do you just like maintain a presence when you are in public? Um, you need to start being aware of how you present yourself because your first impressions mean a lot. And your first impressions are based on your body language and how you you know, dress. And I hate to say it. Yes. Like you, you need to dress in a way that projects confidence. And, um, I'm not saying that you have to spend a lot of money because like, even I, like this would be another segment, obviously, but like I spend less money on my clothes and more like on my shoes and bag. Like, you know, it's easier to accessorize with nice things and just have a very plain, you know, dressing, like, you know, solid prints, etc. Um, and you can still project like a certain amount of style, but you know, kind of save money where you can kind of thing. Um, smile, look people in the eyes. Very important. I have problems with that. Actually. That's one thing that I, I don't like making eye contact as much as I should. Um, I think I speak more confidently than, um, my eye contact would be, um, you know, and with age, I will say this. I think most people who are in my age group would agree. The older you get, the more confidence you get. The older you get, the less you give a flying fuck about what anyone else thinks about you. Um, I used to be so concerned about people not liking me. Um, and you know what? Who cares? Like, at the end of the day, if people don't like you for who you are, if you're a good person, you're not an asshole, um then what, what does it matter? If you know that you're like a solid person, like, yes, like you can't go around being a dick. Let's be real. Like you can't go around 
um, with a shitty attitude, um, you know, but sometimes people just will not like you no matter what. And you know what? That is their problem, not yours. Um, don't let that hold you back. Like don't. And here's the thing. I used to be a people pleaser. Ugh. like I remember one of my managers, when I was working at Mac cosmetics, told me I was a people pleaser. Cause I really did. I like, like to bring in donuts for everybody. Um, I offered to work when I literally was overworked. Like I picked up shifts when I shouldn't have. Um, I always made sure my commentary was pleasant and not too opinionated. And that's really hard for me because I'm an extremely opinionated person. And at the time I think I was extremely sensitive as well. Um, she pulled me to the side and she goes, you know, you're a people pleaser. And like, I love her. She's such a great person. Um, I, she, she basically like, it was one of those things that jarred in my head and I never forgot. Like I, I could tell that she was telling me to stop. Don't do that. People don't, you don't need to win over your, the people like they either will like you or not. Um, and that's a very important thing. Like keep that in mind. But as the older you get, you will be more confident because you'll know what you like. You'll know more things. Like you'll be able to talk about things confidently. Um, because you, you learn more, you know, as you grow older. So like, it's okay if right now you're not super confident in your skin, but you will get there. You just have to, you always need to be working on yourself. Like it doesn't matter how old you are. You can always learn new things. You can always change your style at any age. You can always reinvent yourself, by the way. Like you don't have to be the same person you were 10 years ago, five years ago, last year. Well, let me wrap up my first podcast. Um, it was a lot of fun. I think that I enjoyed doing this. Um, I think I'd like to do it a lot more in the future. Um, I appreciate you guys like submitting questions, you know, because without you guys, like really, what am I doing? Like, I'm just talking to dead air. So if you did make it this far, I appreciate you listening to my rants and, you know, ramblings of my thoughts. Um, I think uh, if you have any con constructive criticism, please, you know, get back to me. And um, I have a lot of exciting things coming up, so I'm excited I'll be able to share with you guys. Um, I think I'll start posting in stories a lot more. So if you um, are interested uh, in asking me any more questions for my next podcast, send me a DM, let me know, and uh, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.